When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now to talk Champions League football is commentator Dan O'Hagan. G'day, Dan. How are you doing? I'm good, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. And, of course, uh, tonight, your time, tomorrow morning, ours. Uh, big game in Champions League, Liverpool versus Real Madrid. This one is at Anfield. Um, Liverpool, obviously, not having uh, a vintage season. Uh, but I suppose, uh, from expectation point of view, neither a Real at the moment either. No, Real Madrid, what, eight points off Barcelona in La Liga. Liverpool, we know, having, as you say, a difficult season. But I think there's been signs the last two games that Liverpool maybe are beginning to turn a corner, the win over Everton. And then I think at the weekend, more impressively, the win away to Newcastle. So Liverpool coming to this in some half-decent form um, compared to what they've had for much of this season. So a game, obviously, two clubs with enormous pedigree in the competition. Repeat of last year's final, which Real Madrid won in Paris. Um, so, yeah, two teams who are having not the seasons they maybe hoped for, but teams who maybe save their best for this competition. I think uh, fair to say that Liverpool's midfield has uh, really let them down this season and, and maybe instead of splashing uh, a lot of money on Gakpo, they could have invested there. So uh, it really is on Jurgen Klopp to figure out a way to circumnavigate Cruz, Camavinga and Modric. It is. You know, Real Madrid, you mentioned those names there, world-class players in that Real Madrid team. And yeah, Liverpool's midfield has been a problem. Uh, lots of talk that they would like Jude Bellingham from Dortmund for next season. But right now, Klopp has to, I'm afraid, make do with what he has to try and find solutions. But um, yeah, as I say, these two clubs, no matter what league seasons they're having, they always seem to save their best form for the Champions League. And I'm sure Klopp has a, a game plan with how to handle uh, that uh, Real Madrid midfielder, and we'll see how things unfold tonight. Yeah, we will, we will. I mean, and that's the other thing, is that both teams really, uh, the Champions League is realistically the best option uh, to, to probably uh, win a trophy this year. In fact, uh, I, is, this is another, I, I guess, underlying story here, Dan, is that there has been some uh, talk that Real Madrid want Klopp and Salah to, uh, to come in uh, next season, and uh, maybe that uh, that that is the the way forward for them. So that that might be a bit of a storyline here too. Possibly. Um, obviously, Carlo Ancelotti though at the moment at Real Madrid is enormously popular, but not a coach who tends to stay around for too long. Obviously, it's his second spell at the Bernabeu, and maybe he might fancy a move, or the club might just fancy a change. And with with Jurgen Klopp, I see a lot of similarities with Klopp's last season at Dortmund, where he just could not get a tune out of a squad who before then under him had been wonderful. So maybe Klopp has been there for too long now. The players have heard all he has to say and maybe a change would be good for both parties there as well. Yeah, and that's the thing to Real Madrid, you know. If you're not winning La Liga and you're not winning Champions League, then you're looking for a new job generally, aren't you? That's true. Um, as I say, Ancelotti, as a man, um, attracts enormous warmth. He's such a gregarious guy and, and his success at club's around the major leagues has been incredible. But yeah, Real Madrid to be eight points off Barcelona in La Liga 
if they went out of the Champions League at this first knockout stage, that would maybe make his position almost untenable. Yeah. Do you think it's a game that could end, well, you know, if tie, because it's obviously home and away, that could end either coach's uh, time at the current clubs? I don't think so. I don't think Liverpool are a club who traditionally hire and fire mid-season. Um, you look at Real Madrid, you would say, who else is available to replace Ancelotti uh, with half a season to play? I think the outcome of this tie will not immediately define the coaches' futures. Maybe at the end of the season it will, but I think this tie, the two legs now and in early March, um, I don't think we'll see any knee-jerk changes um, at either club, you know, depending on who loses this tie. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, it is at Anfield. Does that, does that almost give Liverpool a gold start? Look, European nights at Anfield, you know, for, for decades... It's one of the great European atmospheres. And yeah, you know, Real Madrid, for all they've been through, all they've experienced, when they hear you'll never walk alone tonight, um, you know, they'll begin to tremble a bit because those nights, how many times have we seen down the years, Liverpool back to the wall, have a home tie in the, in the Champions League and Anfield carries them through. So yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's worth a goal start, but certainly Anfield on a night like tonight will be absolutely magical. Yeah, and what, what's your prediction, Dan? Which way do you think this will go? I would edge towards across the two legs, Real Madrid, but I think Liverpool tonight might get something. Yep. Uh, maybe a draw, maybe a one-goal victory. Okay. All right. We'll look forward to that. Now, uh, we also have uh, on the uh, on the agenda Eintracht Frankfurt uh, taking on Napoli. You commentate a lot of Bundesliga, and Eintracht are, are a team that continue to reinvent themselves. They, they tend to lose their best players to other clubs at the end of each season, but they uh, continue to... To bat well above their average, if you like to use a cricketing term, uh, in the Champions League this season. Amazing season. They're only five points off Bayern now in the Bundesliga. Their coach, Oliver Glasner, says right now they're as hot as chip fat, he <laughs> says. And they have, they have, I think, uh, Ricardo, the best free transfer signing in any of the European leagues this season. Rondal Colomboigny uh, came in from Nantes on a free transfer, played in the World Cup final with France back in December. Uh, in the Bundesliga, 10 assists, 10 goals. And he's been wonderful. If he clicks tonight, he, he could well have a say in the outcome of the tie. They play a Napoli team who are, we know, in Italy, flying 15 points clear in Serie A on course for their first title since the days of Diego Maradona in 1990. But I think, you know, across the four ties across these next two nights, this is the one that really stands out for me because there are two teams in great form, teams who score lots of goals, and this could be a great watch. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Moani. They've also picked up Mario Goetze as well uh, for this season. And uh, Eintracht, like you said, close to the to the, Bund to the top of the Bundesliga at the moment. Um, what makes them so good and, and what makes it difficult to stop them going forward? Um, they have a structure. Um, and, and it's not changed, although they've lost players. Last season, um, on their left uh, wing, they had Philip Kostic, who was Mr. Assist, as they won the Europa League. But he's gone. They brought in Philip Max in January, um, who's been wonderful. And, yeah, they all know their jobs. It's a system which works. You mentioned Mario Goetze, who's been really reborn, having come in after two years at PSV in the, the Netherlands. He's back to somewhere near his best form. He made the, the German World Cup squad, which was a wonderful story um, a few months ago. So, yeah, every player in Oliver Glass's system knows their job. And OK, they are rookies in this competition, but won the Europa League last season. But as I say, I think of all the ties, this is the one that really stands out for me as 
one which could go either way, but will be full of entertainment. And that's the other thing about Eintracht. If you look at their record this season defensively, they have been pretty solid. Uh, whereas Napoli and Serie A have been having scoring goals for fun, and that uh, you know that front line of Irving Lozano and Victor Osimhen, and then uh, the what do they call them the Georgian best um, on 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 <laughs> the left. I mean, uh, do you think Eintracht have enough about them to stop that? Um, Eintracht have a wonderful goalkeeper, Kevin Trapp, who again was part of Germany's World Cup squad. Um, a key man in last season's Europa League success. Yeah, they do defend pretty well. Um, but that Napoli firepower you mentioned there, I mean, Ossiman, 18 goals in 19 in Serie A. Uh, Kavatskelia, 10 goals in, in Serie A himself. So, yeah, I mean, they are going to be very hard to stop it. Look, I'll put my neck out here. This will not be nil-nil tonight. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Dan. Uh, that is great. Well, there's another German team in action tomorrow. Uh, well, not tomorrow. It's a day after tomorrow, but tomorrow your time. And that is RB Leipzig. And they host a Manchester City side who are very much playing uh, very un-Manchester City-style football. Yeah. I mean, I saw Leipzig at the weekend. They had a terrific bounce-back win. They got beaten by Union Berlin, a, a title rival, I guess you'd call them these days, in the Bundesliga the week before. They came back to win 3-0 away at Wolfsburg at a canter on Saturday. And, yeah, City, they are having issues, aren't they, at the moment? OK, they're, they're second-place Premier League, but they've played a game more than Arsenal. Um, obviously, all the off-field issues as well, which um, came to light two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I think in a normal season, you'd say this tie would be City's. But I just think, you know, the the unrest, the upheaval um, at City and also with, with uh, Leipzig, the change of coach in October, Marco Walzer has got that team playing some wonderful stuff. Um, they've gone from mid-table to be a, a key voice now in the Bundesliga title race. So I think across the two legs, this one not quite so easy to call as you might think. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, you know, you talked a bit about uh, Jurgen Klopp and... Uh, you know, maybe they've heard everything. I, I wonder if there's something similar going on with Pep at City. He's been there a long time for Pep. Um, and, you know, it doesn't feel like him and Haaland are quite clicking. There's obviously been something going on in the background as well that we haven't heard about with Jao Cancelo because they, they let him go to Bayern, which seems strange given he's the best fullback at the club and Kyle Walker is nearly 33. And outside of that, you've got a couple of younger players coming through. Uh, some unusual decisions from him and they've dropped 15 points away from home in the Premier League this season. Uh, it's a very un-City-like season. What do, you, what do you make of what's going on there? I think, yeah, the Cancelo thing, I mean, I was amazed to, to because that came out of the blue, the move to Bayern. No one saw that coming. Um, I, I believe it's because he's a player who doesn't take kindly to missing games or, or being taken off in games. Um, and Guardiola, maybe to prove a point, you know, had him at the first chance moved on. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a funny season. I thought the point at Forest at the weekend, you know, in years gone by, that kind of game was one City under Guardiola would have absolutely won by two or three goals. Um, so it's, it's not working. You mentioned Erling Haaland. Um, obviously, his goals record is incredible, but he doesn't contribute much uh, to the actual team plays. A, a, a player who comes alive in the penalty area. Do City need a player who gets more involved elsewhere on the field? You know, it's hard to say when you look at Haaland's goals record, but... Is he the wrong kind of striker for Manchester City? Does he unbalance the way the team play um, in their build-up play? Is he, is he the right solution? Obviously, his goals are terrific, but, but do City need a player who maybe gives them a bit more elsewhere to, to contribute more to the overall team effort 
um, under Guardiola. We'll have to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, they are um, not an unhappy club, but I think just at the moment a an un- unsettled club. Mm. Yeah, I think that's 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 probably fair. Do you, here's one for you. I know you've you've mentioned uh, the, uh, the the off the field stuff at City. I mean, Pep did say last time something like this came up uh, that they had assured him everything was above board and that if they had lied to him uh, he, and he found out that he would leave. Um, what chance do you see City start next season without Pep Guardiola at the helm? I think there's more chance than there was maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned yourself that Pep doesn't tend to stay in a job for too long. City's been the outlier, really. Um, wasn't buying for long. Barcelona had enormous success, then moved on. Um, so maybe his time has come. Um, obviously, he leaves an amazing legacy in terms of, of trophies won. Whether um, in the years to come we'll find out that rules were broken to a degree that some of those titles are, are maybe rescinded or, or will have an asterisk next to them. I, I don't know, but certainly Guardiola um, and his football at City has been great to watch um, for years and years. But yeah, I, I just wonder if he will be there next season because, um, as you say, to say if he was lied to, he'd walk. Well, we'll see what, what the outcome is of this um, investigation because at the moment, City, um, yeah, I think there's more chance Guardiola will move on than there was maybe a month ago. Mm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. And uh, then finally, we've got. Uh, Inter Milan against uh, Porto. Uh, Inter Milan have, have stuttered a bit this season in Serie A. Um, they, as you mentioned, Napoli are uh, cruising to the title there. They take on Porto uh, in uh, a couple of days' time, our time, or Thursday morning, our time. Uh, and this is a Porto team that have got a lot of injuries at the moment. Do you think Milan win this comfortably, Inter Milan? Um, not comfortably. I think you look at Porto's record, probably in terms of the of the teams involved this week, you'd say their current form is as good as anybody's. They've, I think, won the last 10 games across all competitions. They've won 19 of the last 22 in an unbeaten run uh, since October's home loss to Benfica uh, in the Portuguese league. So if Porto were fully fit going into this first leg in Milan, um, you'd maybe think they had more of a chance. But yeah, Inter, um, certainly, uh, I think the Serie A title is beyond this season. 15 points adrift of Napoli. Had, had a good win at the weekend. They beat Udinese at home 3-1 with a, a fairly routine win. Um, but yeah, this one's a hard tie to call because, you know, I think this season, uh, Benfica we saw last week and Porto uh, this week, I think those are the best two teams from Portugal we've seen in the competition for years and years. And uh, I, th- I think Benfica could go deep into it. And, and Porto, maybe, if they get their team fully fit, they can be on their day a handful for anybody as well. Mm. Yeah, all right then, Dan. Uh, well, let's have a look. You've, you've, you think Liverpool might get something. Uh, Eintracht, Napoli, there's going to be, it's certainly not going to be nil all, we know that. Have you got a, a, a prediction for Leipzig City and uh, Inter Porto for us? I think Leipzig um, at home, It'll be a full house at the Red Bull Arena. City, you mentioned there, away difficulties. I think Leipzig will again take something here. I, I, I think a scoring draw uh, in that first leg against Man City. And for Inter Porto, um, maybe a narrow Inter win, but close. I think 1-0, 2-1 maybe there uh, for the Italians in that first leg, which would make the second leg in Portugal really interesting. Yeah, mate. It's, it's, uh, I think that's the thing that stood out uh, this season in the Champions League is just how tight these ties are at this stage normally, you know. Uh, or in the past, you know, you get to the stage and go, yep, yeah, but there's definitely uh, favourites and, and, and underdogs in these ties. But these, these ties this season have been really hard to call. 
It really has. Um, you know, this competition every year delivers the, the goods, and this year's been no exception. Uh, we saw some great matches uh, last midweek, and uh, and yeah, coming up uh, the next two nights, uh, four great ties, and yeah, I mean, each one is really hard to call. It is, mate. It is. Uh, just before I let you go, uh, Bayern got up one uh, 0 over PSG last week. So uh, they 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 get to play the second leg at home with a one nil uh, lead. Looks like Neymar might be out for a little while. Um, do you, do you think? Uh, buy and get that done pretty comfortably at home now? You'd think, but, you know, I watched that uh, game last week and Bayern should have been two goals, three goals clear before PSG came back into it. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would, I think Bayern might look back and, and rue not getting more goals in Paris last week because, you know, PSG, even without Neymar, have quality to hurt any team and, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, Mbappe's fully fit and if Messi's on song as well. But uh, no Neymar, but PSG certainly not a team to write off lightly, uh, even if you're buying playing in Munich. No, that is true. That is true. All right, Dan. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, have a great day in Blighty and enjoy those games tonight, eh? Thanks, Ricardo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Dan O'Hagan there with us, uh, football commentator extraordinaire out of the UK. Covers a lot of championship, uh, also Champions League and Bundesliga as well.